horror heads, welcome back to the Horror 365 Podcast. I am your host, the host that covers the most, Jimmy J, alongside with the South Jersey slasher himself, South Jersey Jason. How are you today, buddy? You know, I'm doing good, but you know what? I did have a little bit of a stomachache earlier this morning, and growing up, you know, my mom used to make me something that did make me feel better. She would make me poached eggs. Speaking of poach, you know, I don't want to uh, poach any more people on another podcast here. Uh, but I got to tell you, our listener rate has gone up. I mean, we have a lot of new uh, listeners, new subscribers, new followers right now. And I'm excited about that because, damn, we're only like eight episodes in here, man. Yeah. This is nine. This is nine. Yeah. I don't even know what episode yeah. we're on here, yeah. guys. It's still early. Uh, we're still new to the game here. But uh, the feedback that we have received has been tremendous from a lot of people. And uh, no, it's not April Fool's, even though today's April Fool's. Uh, no, it's, it's the real deal. And speaking of April Fool's, if you didn't look at the title of this one, yes, we are doing our April Fool's Day review. And it's not the newer one from, I believe, 2008. It is the 1986 version of April Fool's, which we'll dive into. So it's, it's not going to be that long, folks, <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> this is not uh, a... Um, well, I can't say it's uh, not a star-studded uh, movie because we had some stars in this movie, yeah. but it, it definitely wasn't a blockbuster hit. I'll tell you that much. It, it made its money, um, but a lot of the fans who went to go see it were very disappointed with the ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll get into that for sure. But, of course, we have some uh, news articles as well and some other things to discuss, Brian. Uh, before we get into that, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you are listening, we are on Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it. We are on all audio platforms, and if you're viewing these two ruggedly, and I do mean ruggedly handsome individuals with these melodious tones piping, there goes that damn, why is that theme following? It's probably telling us to say something about his name was Jason, but anyway, with those melodious tones piping through your speakerphone right now, you can view us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jimmy J Entertainment, and of course, I want to thank our Patreon subscribers, okay, big shout out. Big shout out, okay, to Mr. Lupa Marino. He's going to be a part of some of the festivities we're going to be talking about later on, but he has uh, subscribed. He's the newest Patreon subscriber. Thank you very much, Marino, for subscribing to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jimmy J Entertainment. What are you getting? You're like, Jimmy, what am, I, what am I getting? How much am I paying? Why are you asking for money? No, I'm not asking for money. See what Brian got over there? What is that? This Brian? is a $2 cup of coffee at Wawa. At Wawa. Okay, but see, that's $2, and we're talking about Wawa. But, but if I could have got the bigger size, that would have been $3. $3. And you know what else is $3? Subscribe to the Patreon that we got going on, patreon.com slash Jimmy J Entertainment. Three bucks. Okay, there's three different tiers, I believe, but $3, folks. Okay, it's less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks, and what are you getting? You're getting quality because the interviews that you're going to be seeing monthly with different stars and celebrities – in the horror genre, okay? Not only actors and actresses, but I'm talking about all different aspects of the horror genre. You're going to be seeing those interviews. Plus, once we get to 10, we're going to be giving away things, raffles. So stay tuned for that. We got four right now. Long way to go. But if you want to be a subscriber, all you got to do, patreon.com slash Jimmy J Entertainment. But before we get into some news, Brian, I want to ask you, what is this big premiere that's going on June 12th? <laughs> All right. So June 12th at the Hunter's Lodge in Delaware, New Jersey, is the world premiere of the Friday the 13th fan film. His name was Jason. 
created and directed by my good friend, Dave Brown, your good friend, Dave Brown. He and his crew have worked so hard for the past four years to get this from script to screen, and it's finally all coming together. Tickets are uh, on sale now, so if you go to his uh, his name was Jason Friday, the 13th fan page. You will find out how you can buy your tickets and you don't want to miss out. It's going to be six hours of a party. He is going to have a pig roast. We have the not only the actors from the movie are going to be there in their costume for photo ops. He has already started announcing Friday the 13th special guests. The first guest he announced, if you have played the Friday the 13th video game, Mr. Bugsy Hoffa will be there in attendance. Woo! And Bugsy does have a small part in the movie. And... Last week, he just announced that Mr. Bill Randolph from Friday 13th Part 2, who played Jeff, he is the first guest announcement, and he has more to come. And actually, um, he is going to be announcing the next guest two days after this episode appears. So uh, that would be the first April, or the first Friday in April, I'm sorry. So I don't even know who he's going to announce. You so know I'm who not... it is. Come, come on, Brian. I know I you're know. one of the guys there going to be giving away yeah, 8 by 10s but I'm one of the guys giving away 8 by 10s And like I said before, <laughs> to the fans, $1. To you, $25. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I, I know who the guests are, but I'm going to be just as excited as you because I don't know the announcement as far as the uh, – and how they're going to appear being announced. Like, is it going to be this person? Is it going to be that person? But some of the guests that are going to be there, I have yet to meet, which is awesome. So it'll be a first time for me. Not only are we going to be watching His Name Was Jason on the uh, screen as well, prior to the movie, we'll have the original playing. Uh, of course, nice. the, the movie itself. And then Friday 13th, part two. And to kick off the ceremonies that night, if you want to tie the tourniquet for the first time or retie it for the second or third time, yours truly will be doing the ceremonies. Father Voorhees himself will be doing the ceremonies. Uh, listen, you might not make it out alive, so you can tie the knot. You know what? I forgot to show it, but I did get my special Bible for the event. So I'll do that. I'll show that on the next episode. You got a Bible for the event? Got a Bible, but not, you Is know... Not the wait a minute, wait holier a minute. than now Bible. It's going to be a Bible for this occasion. I already know what you're talking about. I'm not going to give it away, though. I want to see it. I definitely want everybody to see that as well. Uh, but this is going to be a huge event. Uh, big shout out to Dave Brown, man. He did one hell of a job at putting this all together. Um, and he's uh, put a lot of effort into this and a lot of time into this. Uh, and I know it's going to pay off. I know tickets are moving fast, folks. So if you want to be a part of this premiere, if you're a huge, uh, even if you're not a huge Friday 13th fan, if you're a fan of the horror genre, especially Friday 13th, please come on out, support Dave Brown. Um, this is, and Jason West as well. Uh, this is something that, um, you know, you think about it, fan films. And that's something we can have an episode on, you know, all by itself, you know. It takes a lot, you know, to put to actually put this together for a fan film. And you're not really making like money on that. I mean, you, no. technically you can't, can't on, no. on the fan film. No. Yeah. So this is something that's a, it's, it's a passion project. So, you know what? You know that he's, you know, going to deliver on this one because this is something he's very passionate about. And especially the fact that we're getting the sack head back. The sack is back, Jack. Come yeah. on. And <laughs> Dave uh, has been sharing some clips. I just saw the the newest one uh, earlier this week. And I don't think you saw it, Jimmy. And no. I have to say it gave me chills uh, for the fans out there. And I'll get a little adult in my talk. It went from six to midnight. Okay. So um, it, 
it has to feel like if you didn't know what you were watching, like if you didn't know it was a fan film, I thought I was watching a clip for a theatrical movie. It's that's wow. how good it was. The scene was so dramatic. I felt like I was a part of the actors on screen. That's how good it was. So the music, the, the scores in this the music, yeah. everything, the cinematography, like, you know, you can tell when there's a fan film and then like a theatrical film, there's a difference in that film quality. But with Jason's, camera i don't know it looks like a legit hollywood produced movie i gotta tell you i've seen bits and pieces very little but i i can say that this is something that you could definitely see in like the tribeca film festival yeah and, and other film festivals out well, there well speaking of that he actually uh got invited to three film festivals so far really yes oh man yeah. he's he's gonna be attending uh yeah 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 oh awesome man i can't wait listen i might go out there to support um, 100%. We'll, we'll talk about that more. Maybe we'll get Dave back on here right after the premiere. We should yeah, have Dave and Jason back on here to, to talk about that and everything that had went down and transpired. But yeah, big shout out to Dave Brown, Jason West. His name was Jason, Friday the 13th fan film. Okay, folks, come on out, please. June 12th, if you can get a ticket, man, because they, they are moving quick uh, from yeah. what I heard, man. There's limited space available. Uh, so get your tickets now. I have those links uh, right here on the screen. You'll see it when I edit this. Uh, and also in the description below. Uh, but there's something else going on as well this summertime. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> we're doing something big, buddy. Horror 365, our first show that we're presenting right now. Okay. CJ Graham, Friday the 13th, Blairstown, New Jersey, August 2021. The only Friday the 13th of the year. I'm telling you, this is something special because it's been announced that for the first time ever, CJ Graham is going to be in costume in Blairstown, offering photo ops for two hours only, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. After that, of course, you can get, you know, two to five, you get the regular photo out of costume and autograph. Or also, if you want to wine and dine with CJ, 6 p.m. that night, 50 people only. And I got to tell you, we're halfway through those tickets, Brian. Okay, yeah. so there is really not that much space left uh, for that dinner. That dinner, 6 p.m., is going to be something real special. It's with C.J. Graham. Uh, it's going to be right next door at the Gourmet Gallery. And you get to break bread with C.J. And you also get a Q&A session. And then, of course, the 35th anniversary of Friday the 13th Part 6 with C.J. Graham, man. What do you think about this event that we got going on here? You know, I uh, yesterday when we released the tickets, uh, you know, within a couple hours, we started getting the sales. And I was just like ecstatic. You know, as a fanboy growing up, this is like a dream come true. You know, never in a million years did I think that you know, you know, I, along with another uh, horror fan would be, you know, putting an event like this on two jabronis from New York and New Jersey, you know, just, uh, you know, the, the stars aligned. And, uh, you know, if I couldn't do it anymore the day after, I would be happy, you know, and uh, people, people are sending me messages. They can't wait. And most of all, it's a, a fundraiser for the Blairstown Museum. So a portion of the proceeds are going to benefit the Blairstown Museum because they have not been open since March. The last March 13th, that weekend of 2020, was when New Jersey shut down. So the Blairstown Museum is a nonprofit. They survive on donations and they do fundraisers throughout the year. And Jeanette has not been able to do a fundraiser for the Blairstown Museum or the Friday the 13th Museum. So this will definitely help. Yeah, I definitely will, man. A portion of the proceeds, like you said, is going to be going to Blairstown Museum. COVID has uh, 
really destroyed a lot of businesses and, and a lot of things going on, especially like events that we got hosting and other people that, that host uh, different various events and entertainment business in general uh, heavily impacted because we can't gather. We can't come together, really. Um, you know, that social distancing makes it damn near impossible to have something like uh, what we got going on in, in August. However, you know, we're going to be doing it. We're following guidelines. We're moving in the right direction now. I mean, that that's a huge, right. huge plus right now. I think we're at um for indoor capacity. We're at 50 percent right now. Yeah, yeah. And this is an outdoor event. Predominantly, it's going to be outdoors, right. except for the dinner. So who knows where we'll be in August. But just to let everyone know, we will be following whatever uh, COVID protocols are in place. So as of right now, you know, uh, you want to make sure you have your face mask and we'll make sure um, we'll take temperatures as well because we're going, you know, we're going to need to do that. Um, and we will also have hand sanitizer, too. So it's going to be a safe and fun event for everyone. But act now, like Jimmy said, those tickets are going and once they're gone they're gone that's right folks and segueing off right now uh listen we got a couple pieces of news that we want to talk about right now paranormal activity brian have you heard about this i heard number it's seven th- is it number seven uh like i think eight, it's nine, i think it's up there and you know i have heard i haven't read anything recently and i think the new one coming out is either going to be i don't know why they're rebooting the franchise when the first one came out like in 2007 i don't understand that yeah um i mean i i am one of the few that do like the series i like i like as you know anything that is real in nature scares me and i I remember watching that first one i was home alone lights off and when that door slammed and the demon like growled i got scared my my blood pressure started going so what's the news with the new paranormal activity Okay, so news with the paranormal activity right now is that there is actually it's going straight. It's going right to Paramount Plus. Uh, so just read a little article right here. Uh, there's a little update. Uh, Emily Bader, Roland Buck III, Dan Lippert, and Henry Brown will lead the cast of the now filming paranormal activity movie. This is all, by the way, guys from Bloody Disgusting. You can check this out. Uh, Chris Landon is officially on board to write the franchise's next installment with William Eubank. Fresh, uh, fresh off of last year's underwater directing. Um, so oh, I'm reading this, movie. yeah, and and I'm reading this though. Like I don't know how many more paranormal activities we can actually have. Uh, the fact that I, I believe it's also saying here at the time, let's say March fourth, twenty twenty two, was the date it had been slotted for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's going to be like a theatrical release on this because um, it's looking like it's going straight to yep Paramount. Paramount Plus. So, uh, you know, I'm not surprised. I don't know why they would release this in the theaters. I mean, again, how many more are we really going to get? How many? Well, how could you make it like <laughs> like how different well, could you make this? One? Actually, well, actually, I mean, the entire like the first run of the Paranormal Activities movies really dealt with like the the Katie and the Heather story, like their whole family. So yeah. even though like the marked ones was like after like part two, um, I think they went and used like different main characters, but like the Katie and Heather family story was always the backdrop. So, you know, perhaps they're going to do a whole new round, you know, who knows with ghost stories, you can always be creative. Again, I like these types of stories. You know, I like these, it's just that it can happen to you element. Now, now remember, you just said, how many of these can they do? What are we up to like nine Fast and the Furious movies? 
That's true. <laughs> That's true. But you know, and, I mean, even that it, it gets and it's I'm excessive. And do you speaking of uh, Fast and the Furious? Do you know who's playing Vin Diesel's brother in this? Oh no, who? John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't surprise. It doesn't. It does not surprise it because if you can't see the resemblance, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> well, there is no resemblance. Nah, speaking zero, of, yeah, zero speaking of John right. Cena, I did not know he is going to be in Suicide Squad too. John you know, John Cena is like he must have took the Rock's advice. Him yeah. and the Rock must be talking behind the curtain over there and say, like, "Hey, listen, yeah. bro, you got to get in Hollywood." <laughs> but the Rock, he he will never be. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's only one great one. There's yeah. the People's Champion. Yes, but all right, back to hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have the Paramount Network, um, and actually, it's not bad so far. I'm actually watching the the Real World Reunion from the New York, the very first one. Okay. So it's wow. actually pretty good. The only thing I don't like about it is they don't have uh, like a library where you can add to your list for a queue. Oh, that, so, they don't. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's the only downfall so far. Um, they got a lot of great. Um, TV shows to watch as far as like their old library and you know they're built yeah. and they, they took over CBS All Access so if you like um, like Stephen King's The Stand I can watch that but um, their movies per se they don't have anything original right now um, or like theatrical movies like, like uh, Paranormal Activity but yeah. their list of movies uh, in their library is not the best but it's like $4.99 a month so like, I'm not complaining you know, everywhere you go now, it's like there's a new streaming service. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for Paramount Plus, I, I never even honestly, Brian, up until recently, haven't even heard of it. Uh, but I'm starting to see that they have some, uh, you know, some more things uh, being added to. Uh, yeah, they like I said, they, they, they took over um, the CBS All Access. So they, they merged yeah. like WWE merged with the people. Oh, Network. that's that's a whole other story. That's a whole other yeah. horror story Jesus. right there. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm going to catch up like over the summer if I'm at the gym and I'm on doing cardio. I'll catch up the stuff because, like I said, I do want to watch the stand. I am. A, I do like the newer Star Trek stuff. So I'll watch that. Um, but so far with not having like your own library to build, that's like the one downfall that I don't like. They're probably going to incorporate that at yeah. some point. I mean, yeah. but you know what? They're also incorporating other things other than like movies now. I mean, we got, I mean, they've been had this, uh, I believe, uh, cartoons like Nickelodeon. They just added, ah, real monsters. And are you afraid of the dark, man? And I think of these two. Not really so much the, the Real Monsters cartoon, but like, the Are You Afraid of the Dark, the campfire, yeah. the sitting down, telling the stories. I used to watch that all the time, man, uh, on Nickelodeon. So I'm actually thinking, I'm considering, because I can't find it anywhere, man. I'm actually considering going to, uh, you know, get Paramount Plus. Yeah, I mean, for five bucks, you can't beat it. Yeah. Now, when uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark came out, I was, I'm a little older than you, I'm about, uh, nine years older than you so when that came out i was like a junior and or i'm sorry in junior high so i would catch it here and there but i yeah. I, I couldn't tell you an episode but i did watch goosebumps you know? oh goosebumps yeah, uh, yeah and let me ask you man have you is his goosebumps on like any streaming service i believe didn't um, they have it on netflix they, for a little while uh yeah um i don't know where you can find it and actually um it could it could be on 
well i don't know if it's on disney plus i mean disney owns everything i don't know if they own Nick- well paramount <laughs> owns nickelodeon so maybe it's on there you know i'll have to check it out um but they did do a revival of are you afraid of the dark um yeah yeah i haven't watched it yet mm. but you know what like goosebumps the tv series that's yeah. timeless you know it that's is, like a, and it probably you know it's probably a little campy for today's standards but you know that was like the thing in the early 90s now real monsters i vaguely remember that you know you want to tell the fans what that was cartoon and nickelodeon um you know it was you know you had different uh there was four seasons i believe uh ickis there was characters ickis uh crumb and i forgot the other character um man what was the theme behind it man it was just it follows like these three young monsters that they're supposed to like learn the art of scaring at a okay. monster academy. So, so it's like Monsters yeah. Inc. Yeah, Disney, yeah, Pixar. yeah, it was very, yeah. Si- yeah it was very similar. Yeah. So, but it was, um, I watched that here and there. I was never a huge fan of that. Uh, are you for, are you afraid of the dark? I was, and you know what, man? They had some, other, they have some other cool stuff here. I'm, I'm actually, I'm sorry to segue, but I'm looking at Paramount Plus and some of the stuff they had added from Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Like Keenan and Kel used to watch Nick Arcade. I know it's not horror related, but like. Some stuff they have on here. Uh, wow, it just you remember? You remember Nickelodeon guts? You remember that? Yeah, they got guts yeah. on here too. That was a that was a. I love that show. I always oh, wanted man. to be on that when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I always used to think I, I was trying to recreate that in my house and stack totes up and everything and just yeah. start making obstacle courses and shit. So yeah, man, I I'm with you on that one. And the fact is that they have that here too. All those old nickelodeon exclusive shows they have on paramount plus and i'm actually really considering getting it's only five bucks yeah you you can't beat it but you know what though it does add up after a while because every damn tv station needs their own streaming service and then like they do they'll do shows that won't be on their regular channels which pisses me off you know here we thought going to streaming would would be able to save money and now it's adding up again oh yeah you Uh, got everything netflix hulu yeah it's like i got this one site i talk about people like want to crucify me for i don't know why like what the hell is that jimmy flickster.to right they have a lot of pretty much almost anything you could find on there um but you know, not everything. You know, there's still things missing. They don't have things like like this right here, like Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah. And some other things I haven't found. I haven't found Goosebumps. Like I said, I remember going back to that uh, Goosebumps that you that you brought up, Haunted Mask. Oh that yeah. One, that one was it's it's a classic, man. Like yeah. that one, the One Day in Horrorland, and and all those episode dude i could watch it now and still enjoy it as an adult yeah or even the the puppet or the ventriloquist puppet oh uh, they, the they, night of living dummy yeah they brought him back for the movie which like the yeah. movie wasn't bad i would have to go revisit it but i think they strayed a little bit too far in the second one but mm. you know um i like jack black so yeah especially if you follow him on instagram he is he is funny as hell um i, I can relate he's like he's like you know who would portray me in a movie? It'd be Jack Black. You know, <laughs> you know he actually, he actually reminded me of him a lot. It's so just, it did I not just... mean to blow your mind. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna go crazy. Jack Black, shout out to Jack Black. Yeah, Goosebumps. He did a good job in that. In yeah. that uh, in one and two, obviously the movie yeah. they made. But I agree with you too. Is it's a little too much like out there. I think one was enjoyable though. It yeah, was better than two in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. But. Speaking of movies, uh, Brian, that you know, we're it's a little bit out there. Okay, April Fool's Day. I can't. Can I ever? Can I say fool? I don't, I don't know if it's just. So. I don't think it's just my. my it's like my, when, when you say, it, I think of foosball. Yeah, <laughs> foosball's for the devil, Bobby. 
Not fucking water boy. I, I, I'm that, that's okay, fool. I can't even do it. Yeah, man. I'll tell you right now. It, you know, listen, guys. Or like you said earlier, you sound Somebody like Roach. You sound like Roach, roach. from upstairs. <laughs> like, sir, God damn it. Can I, can somebody give me like a speech therapist? I need, so I, I need to learn here because I can't say April Fool's Day. I got to say it nice and slow. 1986. Okay. We're going to be talking about this right now. Let's break this movie down, Brian. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, I don't remember ever watching this movie before until we have we had to review it. Um, I seen the 2008 one bits and pieces of it. Going back to this, uh, there were some good actors in this movie, actually, uh, that, you know, later on. Not at the time, I guess, maybe unknown really at the time, but like like Amy Steele. Yeah. Friday 13 part two mm-hmm. and uh, Tom Wilson from back to the future. So it was a couple. Biff. Yeah. Yeah. And so a couple good actors and actresses in this movie. Yeah. Uh, we had Ken Olin, who was a character of Robin. He was in the first Leprechaun. Leprechaun. How could you forget? We just reviewed that one too. Yeah. That, was the, that was the last movie <laughs> review franchise we did. Um, but if you want, you can give us the, give us the plot right now of this, uh, of the movie. All right. Basically. So basically the plot is, a group of college friends are going to spend the weekend at Muffy Muffy. I can't even pronounce her or say her whole name. It's like Muffy Muffy the Vampire Slayer. Muffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> um, so basically they're getting to go they're on spring break and they're gonna go visit their friend Muffy for the weekend. And um, so the film, before we get into the film real quick, let's just say the weekend, it's gonna be a weekend of horrors. So uh, the film, 1986, as you said, uh, it was filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, So as always, when I do my research, um, the director was Fred Walton, who he's done, you know, his fair share. But when I was looking at his credentials up to April Fool's Day, he directed When a Stranger Calls. So um, which is a very uh, famous, I wouldn't say slasher, it's a horror film with uh, the great Carol Kane. And what it's most known for is, you know, this person keeps calling the house. And when the babysitter is calling the police, they said, the caller's coming from your house, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, it was written by Danella Bach, who wrote the original Beverly Hills Cop. And then it was uh, produced by the great Frank Mancuso Jr., who produced Friday the 13th Part 2 through 5 and 7. And then he went on to produce other um, pretty, a lot of great movies that made New Line Cinema some money. Um, $5 million budget. It grossed 15 domestic and 13 internationally. So it made $28 million altogether. So it was, it was a successful movie, but like we said, the fans um, were not happy with the ending and we'll, yeah, I'm going to get right into that. So it was released uh, March 28th. 1986 so that's like one day away from when we're recording this episode look at that wow look at that yeah oh wow so, so right on right on the money here right on the money so this was also part of the new genre of horror movies to tie in a quote-unquote holiday in the title friday the 13th halloween new year's evil etc um so due to the lack of the on-screen kills and gore it was broadcast almost unedited so mm. it, that's how it gained its cult status so you could watch it on any cable channel in wow. 1987. And this one I didn't know, but when I found out my research, the great horror 
Scream Queen. Uh, Leanna Quigley was originally cast as Muffy and her twin Buffy, but had to, <laughs> had to turn down the role because it conflicted with uh, what she was doing at the time, Return of the Living Dead, another horror Oof. classic. Oh, I love that movie, Return of the Living Dead, yeah. 1985. Great, great, great flick. Yep. All right, so one. now we're going to go on to the plot of the movie. Oof. We go. So basically, it starts out uh, the weekend leading up to April Fool's Day. A group of college friends consisting of Harvey, Nikki, Rob, Skip, Nan, Chaz, Kit, and Arch. Like, I love these names. They're so yeah, 80s. just uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, this is this screams 80s right here. Yeah. So they gather to celebrate spring break by spending the weekend at the island mansion of Skip's cousin, Vazra student, Muffy St. John. That sounds like a porn star's name right there. Uh, you know, I'm glad you meant, you said porn star because it, this thing could have went straight to Cinemax softball porn late night. This was yeah. crazy. I'm like, well, we'll, we'll talk about all yeah. that. So yeah. as Muffy prepares details around the house, she finds an old jack-in-the-box and recalls receiving the toy at a childhood <laughs> birthday party. Her friends, meanwhile, joke around on the pier and they're, they're waiting for the ferry. So en route to the island as their antics become more... Uh, boisterous uh, local deckhand Buck is seriously injured in a gruesome accident. So what happens was two of the guys are playing around. The one guy throws a knife and he like falls off the ferry, but it was a, big, oh, yeah, a, yeah. It was a prop. Yeah. So when they get him back on uh, I, the deckhand for whatever reason, I forget why he had to go into the water to tie. Oh, he was tying the boat, the, the rope up. Well, <laughs> something happened. He didn't get out in time and he gets crushed. But then he comes out and like half his eye. If his eye is hanging there, yo, dude, what'd you think of that makeup though? With the eye, it was it wasn't bad. But I'm sorry if you got pinned between um, uh, the dock and a ferry. I figured you would be crushed. How are you still alive? You know, but yeah, dude, it exactly. wasn't it wasn't bad makeup. I mean, the guy was like screaming bloody murder, but it was like funny. Like they weren't even like mobilizing him. They were just like rushing him to the little boat to get to where they had to go. Like poor guy is half his face is like falling off and they're just like manhandling him. Yeah. So once they get to the Muffy's Island, it turns out that she has Muffy has set up a variety of pranks throughout the mansion, uh, ranging from simple gags, such as whoopee cushion and dribble glasses and exploding cigars, which I was just like, <laughs> just, I was like, come on, man. That was <laughs> you see, have something out of a damn Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, you heard it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. With with, with the black, the the, the (laughs) yeah, the ashes. Uh, So other pranks were a little bit more disturbing, such as an audio tape of a baby crying, and in someone's room there was heroin paraphernalia and a guest wardrobe. In spite of this, the group tries to relax until Skip goes missing. Ooh, where's Skip? Yeah, and Kit catches a glimpse of what looks like his dead body. Soon, Arch and Nan also go missing. During a search for the pair, Nikki falls into the island's well, where she finds the severed hands of Skip. And who else does she find? Arch, along with the dead body of Nan. The remaining group members then discover that the phone lines are dead, and there is no way to get off the island until Monday. Oh, 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 oh. Uh-oh, now you're live? stuck. Here it goes. <laughs> One after another, Classic uh, phone lines, members... Either vanish or get killed before their bodies are found. So remember, you're not seeing them get killed. There's implant. I mean, the funny part was when the one girl was on the bed and the guy who was the pervert had his penis cut off. Like, or yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something though, man. Yeah. As these people start going missing here, I mean, what what were you thinking? You thinking this is BS? Or were well, you- when I first, I mean, when I was, I've only when I was a kid and I saw this on whatever. TV channel. I, I never really paid attention to it. Like I knew yeah. what it was, 
but I read the ending, so I, I spoiled it for myself. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. But if you really go back and watch it like I did, Muffy sets, you know, she's setting up clues in the beginning of the film. So when she's looking at the jack and box, she opens the um the window in the basement, which the uh uh um Ken Olin and, and uh, Amy Steele later would go yeah. use. So if you think about this, this is a horror version of the movie Clue. Yeah, you know, and you know what's funny about that? I think Clue came out in 85, right? if I'm not mistaken. So this is one year later. Yeah. So this is probably like their little twist to that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're on the money with that one. With yeah, that yeah. Comparison. Yep. Yeah, so, um, so after putting some clues together, Kit and Rob, who is... Amy Steele and Ken Olin, um, they realize that everyone's early assumption is wrong. The kinsman of the deckhand injured when they arrived is a red herring. So kinsman, for those who don't know, is a relative. Uh, but that's just like the 80s talk. So <laughs> <laughs> it also turns out that Muffy has a violently insane twin sister, uh, Buffy. And they found this note. Basically, it was like a uh, a note from the hospital releasing Buffy from the insane asylum. <laughs> so we're like, okay, so there's an evil twin lurking around. That's it. What yeah. else is happening now? <laughs> evil yeah. twins. You're stuck on an island. Classic phone lines. Like I said, you got it, it. Oh, wait, the phone's not working. Yeah. Now yep. So as soon as they find out that uh, Muffy has an evil twin, they discover Muffy's uh, dismembered head. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get to that dismembered head later on. That because the end of the movie, I'm oh god, <laughs> yeah. So as soon as they, they find the severed head, uh, Buffy comes out with a knife and she's chasing them around the basement. And um, uh, Amy Steele gets into the um, like I don't know. She she her character is total opposite of Ginny from Friday Thirteenth Part Two. You know, total yeah. opposite. So her character deserved to die. Um, <laughs> so once she gets back into the house, like uh, uh, Buffy's chasing her, the yeah. boyfriend's still locked in the basement. Yeah. Um, then Buffy starts to stab her, but it's like all fake stabs. Yeah. And then um, I think she says April Fools or no. No, um, she, she goes to stab, right? And it hits the door. Right, and yeah. then she and goes the door through the door, up and then sees everybody in there sitting yeah. down, just like nothing. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like what? <laughs> They're all just drinking. They're kind yeah, of ignoring yeah, like, her. Like nothing's happening. Exactly. Then you figure. Then you find out that it was all a prank. So, like the the deckhand who fell off the boat was actually an actor, or he's a special effects makeup guy. Um, the fairy captain was a real fairy, but the guy yeah. who was the constable was another actor. So they were never really talking to the cop. And so Muff or yeah, Muffy called everyone ahead of time and told them what they were doing because she needs to basically save the family, the the the, the mansion, right? The mansion, yeah, the, and then she's going to be hosting a. Events murder, like a, like yeah, a murder, murder, murder mystery, mystery event, yeah. yeah. Which I think is a cool idea. I've always wanted uh, to go to a dude. bed and breakfast, you know. Yeah, that that would be awesome. I do uh, agree with you on that one. I think that would be something if somebody could put that together. Maybe us, who knows? Put that together. Uh, you know that that that's a uh, not only a money maker, I believe, but it's going to be <laughs> a very interesting uh, evening, to say the least. Yeah. So after, um, like Jenny, like starts yelling at him, saying like "You're bitches yeah. and bastards." <laughs> um, they just pop champagne as only rich white people in the eighties would do. And oh, um, they're laughing about it and they have um, 
uh, the end song. I just can't remember what it's called. Uh, but it's a classic like 70s, early 80s song. And um, so after everything's said and done, that head, the dismembered head going around, they, they poured <laughs> yeah. a of beer, then the guy was getting head from the head or something like that. It was, yeah. It was stupid. So after everything's said and done, Muffy's like getting ready for bed. And so Nan, like if you watch the movie, there's, you know, there's, there's clues. Like Muffy does have a twin, but it wasn't yeah. Buffy. It was actually one of the guys. Um, but Nan, who was, who went to school with her, she kind of gave it away in the beginning. If you go back and just really watch it, she, she did like, um, she was in theater with Buffy and her specialty was doing props and, and, um, uh like clothing and makeup yeah. so nan was actually uh nan um <clears throat> comes at the end and wants to scare buffy so she's dressed as someone and we see her uh, slice her throat but and blood comes out but it was all a gag and she's like happy or april fools that was that see right there it should have been real yeah it sh it should have been real and well in um the first like seeing like one of the cuts they did it was going to be that way but the producers or i think the studio wanted it to be a happy ending so come on man but, so, yeah but it was just, it, too much joking around and for me i was waiting for that actual like after it was all said and done i'm like okay this can't be over here you have to have something real happen something right. horror happen you know <clears throat> Yeah. And, and and that's it. And that, that's how we should have ended, to be honest with you, was she really like sliced her throat and that was it. Yeah, that would have been that would have been good. Like, that's what she gets for, you know, it, it would have been great if yeah. it was Amy Steele that did it. You know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. yeah, you yeah, know, like a pay, but payback's a bitch and then you die, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that would yeah. have been that's that would have been like, yeah, well, you scared the hell out of me. Well, guess what? Now yeah. I'm really going to do it. But, you know, yeah. it will forever live. Um, It's got a cult following would i watch it again i probably would but not anytime soon because i think the second time i would watch it i would want to study it more and to yeah. see what i missed out but i mean like i said it's got a lot of great 80s actors for that time they didn't really do anything big after that but yeah. um the one guy i'm like man you look so familiar um so i looked in his imdb uh, he really, I mean, he did a lot of stuff, but nothing really big. But the reason I remember him a year later, I'm not sure if you remember the movie. It was remade with um, oh, some Nickelodeon star who later on got a little. <laughs> grew up. Um, just one of the guys. Do you remember that 80s movie? 80s movie, Just One of the Guys. No, Where no, I don't. The, no. She uh, It's a high school movie. I believe like um, she writes for the school paper, okay. but um, her article gets turned down because she's a female. But in the only way, you know, to do what she wants to do is she's got to be just one of the guys. Just one of the guys. Oh, so okay. she pretends. So she goes to a new school. And I mean, I forget the actress name, but very pretty. And, you know, she cuts her hair real short and she, if you watch it, you're like, dude, how can these people think that she's really a guy, you know? Yeah. But the, the actor in the movie, he was like the the loner in the high school that befriends her. And then she starts to have feelings for him as this guy, you know, she's, as she's playing yeah, the guy, yeah. you know? So classic 80s movie. If you ever want something to watch that's not horror, definitely check it out. Definitely. No, I will now for sure, man. Just one of the guys. Mark that down, Brian. But you know what? You, you pretty much summed this whole movie up. 
Uh, overall thoughts on the movie uh, for me, it was cheesy. Uh, it was like I was watching a softcore porn. It was a lot of like <laughs> sexual things happening in this movie. Um, oh, speaking of that, I, what about yeah. the one scene where they're like having common sutra sex? No, first <laughs> of all, yeah, the guy was like into a pretzel or, or the girl. Just, I mean, that was just comical, man. I was like, what yeah. the hell position is this? I mean, like, it, it was ridiculous, man, honestly. Uh, it, it's just some over the top things in this movie, and it just makes it, it's corny at times. Um, it does have a couple good, you know, parts in the movie that I enjoyed. Uh, but overall, the ending definitely could have been better. Uh, they could have, they could have made made it really happen and made it horror a horror ending on this whole uh, April Fool's Day uh, movie uh, because it fooled all of us. Yeah. We thought it was going to be good. It's not. <laughs> we thought it was yeah. going to be horror. It wasn't really no. But um, you know, again, I'm not trying to you know shit on it. To be very honest with you guys, because I know there is a cult following. There's people that love this movie. Uh, but personally, my opinion, I would not watch it again unless we had to review it for some sort of um, event or something like that. I would study it a little more, like you said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's definitely not up there in my uh, my top. I mean, yeah, 50. if we ever get, you know, maybe in the future, if we get Amy Steele on there, I would watch it yeah. again. And again, I, it. you know, it's, to the actors and actresses, I'm not really blaming them. It's how it was uh, directed and written and produced. And I mean, it made it made them money. Uh, the studio made money. Yeah, but you know, uh, and, and Frank Mancuso. I mean, come on, you, like you mentioned his name, Friday Thirteenth yeah. alone, man. He did a hell of a job. Yeah. So it's just. Hey, it just wasn't one of the greatest uh, horror movies of all time or even up there in the top, I think, 50 in my no, book. No, um, no. But but yeah, Brian. So uh, April Fool's Day. Let me, you know, well, let me get your thoughts, first of all, overall on this movie. Any final thoughts? or? No, not really. I think I summed it up all up in my, yeah, you, you know, my uh, just my review on the plot. And, you know, I mean, like I said, it's got a cult following. Uh, you know, a lot of people do still talk about it. I've never seen any of the actors at a horror convention, though, uh, other than Amy Steele. So, um, you know, I would, you know, if I ever have kids one day, I would obviously have them watch this because this was part of me growing up in the 80s. But I don't own it on DVD. I actually, uh, I, I think I saw it on Amazon Prime. So, Hey, listen, guys, April Fool's Day. If you want to check it out, 1986. Uh, if you have extra, extra, extra time that you just want to kill, <laughs> April Fool's Day, 1986. And also, of course, 2008, they made a, another, I guess, a remake of I, this. Which, I did try and watch that yeah. one, and I think I turned it off within the first 10 minutes. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> then I'm not even going to attempt it. But yeah, they had another one, April Fool's Day. Fools. I can't do it, Brian. April Fool's, April Fool's Day. <laughs> 2008 but uh speaking of april fools any april fools day jokes that you pulled when you were younger that no you know be because crazy? the jokes that i wanted to yeah. my mom would probably slap me upside the head you know <laughs> i'm i'm not good see this is the thing i can't i i don't have a poker face so yeah. i can't i can't pull off jokes irene knows when like i'm joke like she already knows like she can read me like a book, you know, so I, I, I can't do any pranks or anything because I give it away. What about I had, you? Uh, duh, dude, I was younger. I was stupid. I would never do this again. But I uh, actually was joking around that somebody had passed away. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was hard. It was a horrible joke. Uh, and people were crying about it that I knew uh, my family. Uh, and then I said it was April Fool's and my mother threw a remote control at me. Uh, it was so pissed off. <laughs> That's probably why uh, you can't say fool, right? <laughs> yeah, see, I can't just like dislocated my joint. It's just yeah. never going to be the same again. Well, but 
yeah, it's it, things like that you shouldn't joke about. And I did when I was younger. It was just it was a stupid move. But uh, yeah, I had some I guess I can't remember anything that stood out other than that. Uh, April Fool's Day joke that I did, but I'm sure I, I did plenty of them. Well, shout out to my brother and sister, my older brother and sister, because they are April Fool's babies. They're not twins. They're born on the same day, but three years apart. Like, how are the odds of that? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and my mom is April 2nd. <laughs> oh, man, just all right in the first week. Yeah, listen, get all the birthdays out in one week. That's it. I'm done for the year. That's it. No more, <laughs> no more gifts until Christmas. Leave me alone. <laughs> nah, man. But yeah, so folks. If you want, take a look at April Fool's. Fools, I said it right, guys. Okay, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan, there I know you go. you're laughing. At me. Anyway, take a look at the movie if you want to watch it. Um, honestly, that's that's really it, guys. I mean, there's nothing much more to say about this review. Uh, we covered some news articles in here. Uh, you know where to follow us, where to listen uh, to the podcast. Once again, I appreciate all the supporters. Next week, okay, next episode that we're going to be dropping, I believe is part one with uh, Sean Richards. Yes. Yeah, so that's a that was an interesting conversation with Sean. Yeah. Um, it's a two-parter. Um, it it's gonna it's gonna keep you wanting more, I feel like. So I yeah. can't wait to get Sean Richards on here. And Sean next week. um actually clicked interested in the CJ event. So maybe Ooh. we'll maybe we'll see him. Maybe he's gonna come is he gonna drive out there in that uh not not in his special vehicle special because vehicle? um as you remember it's an older yes. model and we gotta like fly it in two miles to the gallon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, you talk about a gas uh, guzzler. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, man. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if Sean will make it out there. Hopefully he will. Folks, if you haven't got your tickets for his name was Jason premiere June 12th, get them now before they're gone. The links are below. Also, if you have not got your tickets for CJ Graham, Friday the 13th in August, the only Friday the 13th of the year in Blairstown in Pastor, big day. Uh, just a huge day, a whole extravaganza full day of events going on make sure you get your tickets on eventbrite.com that's jasonlibs.eventbrite.com and those tickets are also moving again space is limited folks i want to thank everybody for listening for viewing these two regularly handsome individuals with these melodious tones piping through your speakerphone for the south jersey slasher himself south jersey jason for yours truly jimmy j thank you all we're gonna see you next week with sean richards take care <laughs>